You are about to enter the zone. The factor begins right now. And I'm Tucker Dixon, here to tell you how wrong you really are. Last week, you tried to insult the great Elon Musk because he had horses when he was a kid, and that somehow made him rich? No, he was always an advocate of green travel. And what's greener than a horse? Nothing, my friends. Also, while I have your ear, Elon, can you please buy my company? I got in a little trouble with HR because I called a woman a cunt, and I probably wasn't supposed to do that. I also kind of go off on some weird racial tangents that I shouldn't, so if you could just buy my company to make all those words legal like you did with Twitter, that would be awesome. Anyways, that's all I got. Tucker, out. He could read all our minds He was the U.S. Adam with Jack the wife He was a hyper-charismatic telepathical knight JFK Hello and good evening My name is Warna and I'm joined as always by Aaron, Bob, and Josh And by special guest Cabbage and the Duke of Ice We are the folks who are going to help you find the method to the madness The reasonable to the unreasonable And make sense out of the nonsense Because this is Okay, hear me out. How are y'all doing this evening? Nailed it. Hey, nailed, <laughs> it. Really nailed it. Perfect. Josh, you're, Josh, you're fired. <laughs> oh, finally, Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the new host. <laughs> you got a lot of panelists tonight. How did How did it take us to a hundred, almost a hundred episodes to do JFK? By the way. The most boomer <laughs> conspiracy cutter, ever. The most cookie cutter conspiracy ever. I think you just answered your own question. Yeah. <laughs> it it takes so much research, doesn't it? It's one I, of like the we, largest. We might be like we might be like the indie or the punk rock, the the non mainstream, the alternative of the conspiracy world. That's we, what we, it is. We don't cover the main. Yeah, that's because it. we're, we're so just, cool. We're too, cool. We're too cool for yes. JMK. <laughs> Not because of what Bob said, and we'd have to research a lot and lack of effort and any of those things. That's if if you would like to tell us how cool we are, you can call us at one eight thirty three six 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 nine eleven. Again, that's one eight three three six 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 zero nine one one. I almost fucked that up. Yeah, uh, you did. You stuttered pretty hard there. No, no, no. I got it. Home run. Home run. I'm proud of you, Bob. Thank you. All right, so Werdna, you're here to teach us about JFK and what really happened, and I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got my own theory about it. You know, the whole thing, uh, this is something like, it, it's uh, something that I, one, probably the first conspiracy theory that I ever fucking thought about, and it all started, um, you know, when I was a kid, I always got my haircut at the same place from the same guy, starting like there's pictures of me as an infant, like in this in the barber chair at this one guy's shop, you know, at the mall or whatever. And then eventually he moved out. He got a new store of his own. And me and my dad, we'd always go and we sit and we talk to him and I get my haircut. It was like a tradition. I'd go with my dad every every uh, once a month or whatever. And uh, for a long time, like the conversation was like pretty milquetoast. He didn't really say anything controversial. But like towards the end of like when he was getting closer to retirement, uh, one time he's just like, you know, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, JFK, that was the military industrial complex. <laughs> and that like immediately piqued my interest. I was like, wait, what the fuck? And my dad, like his head turned up and he looked at him and I was I've never seen my dad look like that. This was like everything that my dad says comes straight out of CNN. So it's like he looked at him like, what the <laughs> fuck did this guy just say? You know, <laughs> and uh, that like I went home, I started Googling it. I, I, I immediately looked for the Zapruder film like you didn't have YouTube or anything at the time. But like I was like immediately digging into it. And so. Yeah, how old were you when when that happened? When you you were uh, made aware of the military industrial complex and their involvement in JFK's assassination? Uh, I was probably like fifteen or sixteen at the time. Which uh, when he was when he was talking about his eighty uh, year old barber just saying anything, I did not expect JFK. I expect him to start like ranking all of the races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty off the wall because we had never heard him say anything like that. Um, but. Yeah, so I was immediately interested, um, and I started looking into it a little bit more. And over the years, I've kind of changed my theory as I've read more into it. Um, but more or less, you know, the version that I have today is not the same as what I believed back then. So, um, you know, just to kind of explain, I, I uh, you know, in 1960, JFK was running uh, running for president against Richard Nixon, and uh, it was pretty much it was a very close race and, uh, things kind of divided up in the way that you would expect the country at the time. Most of the South was supporting, uh, uh, you know, the Republican candidate. And then, you know, you had people in Chicago and the Midwest, um, a lot of, uh, New York, California that was supporting the Democrat, you know? So it was very much evenly split down the country. Um, but, uh, when the election actually started, you know, and things weren't as they were now, like, you you know, we have all these electronic systems and the stuff is pretty, you know, locked down. It's electronic. It takes place very quickly. Um, very securely. Yes, of course. Secure. <laughs> Extremely secure. <laughs> well, when you mention electronic systems, that's the first thing that comes to my mind, Just you know, yeah, by association. And so at the time, you know, one thing is the mob very much ran wild during the country in the country at that time. And so you had the different territories that was controlled by the different families, you know, in the South, you had the Marcello family in the Midwest, you know, around Chicago, you had the Giancana family in Florida. You had like the Traficante, uh, Cuban family, uh, uh, sorry, the Traficante family. And, uh, uh, you know, at the time, uh, that, they were all placing bets on who was going to win the election. Um, the Marcello family very much controlled New Orleans in the South and uh, all the way from based off of what, what I read from like Alabama all the way down to like parts of Texas, um, Houston, Dallas, like those areas were controlled by the Marcello family. Um, and, you know, the Marcellos, they took out a big bet. And his right-hand man was a guy named uh, Sam Saya. Sam Saya uh, placed a bet for Carlos for, uh, you know, a very hefty bet on uh, Richard Dixon. And on the other side, you had up in the Midwest, uh, the uh, Giancana family that was obviously more on the Democrat side. So, you know, there was a lot of things at play here, but... Um, when the election happened, 
it was neck and neck up until the last night. And uh, when they were counting the votes that night, it came down to just one precinct in Chicago. So uh, basically, Nixon was winning the election. He was getting ready to win the election. And frankly, he did win the election. <laughs> Wait, didn't didn't Marcelo know when he took didn't didn't Marcelo know when he took out this bet that uh Nixon was far too sweaty on TV to <laughs> yeah. possibly win the election cuz that's what that's what I learned. When I was a kid, that was what we were taught in school. It's that Nixon was on like a public debate or whatever and because his upper lip was too sweaty, people thought, "Ew, gross. I don't want to vote for him." And I'm not even saying that maybe Nixon heard that from one of his advisors and was like, oh, I've got to keep a napkin with me now. But it <laughs> didn't cost him the election. Like, that's stupid. People did not change their mind over something like that. Well, and Kennedy had the better hairline. That was the other thing that I learned. <laughs> that's literally all we learned in school about that election. Kennedy had a better hairline and Americans Nixon was sweaty. Too much uh, confidence there. Well, but still... Yeah, we're not even competent enough to trust beautiful people. <laughs> That's that video of the sweaty lip just got out the night before, like as they were counting the votes, and it just shifted the vote somehow. Yeah, <laughs> at four in the morning, and yeah. then they found sixty thousand votes of uh, so, hairline enthusiasts. <laughs> there were there were massive dumps, massive dumps of votes that happened at three in the morning, and Kennedy came out the winner. So you might ask, what happened? Um, well, as legend has it. Uh, uh, Kennedy's dad, Joe Kennedy, and uh, Frank Sinatra met with Sam Giancana, the mob boss that controlled the Chicago region at the time. And he said, look, we have to win this election. And uh, they made it happen. Chicago-style politics. You know, the rest is history. So, um, more or less, that... Obviously, with Marcello, he was a very powerful man in the South. There was bad blood between him and Kennedy from the start. You know, and uh, he, uh, Kennedy appointed his brother, you know, to uh, as head of the Justice Department to go after the mob. And uh, that was like the first thing that he did. That's so fucking shady. <laughs> He's just appointing family members to higher, like high levels of bureaucracy within the government. Oh, yeah, my brother, head of DOJ. The Kennedys got where they are because of the mob. During Prohibition, they were running boots, you know, and so they had a very strong connection with the Giancana family. And uh, they basically, uh, they pissed a lot of people off because immediately they started going after the mob. But who do you think they targeted? Do you think it was the Giancana family or do you think it was the Marcellos? Both. It was all those. Right. Uh, yeah, the, the Marcellos. Like, <laughs> actually, a, a question about that. Do, do you know how much the um, bet on the election was? Like, was the Marcello family out a significant amount of money after that? I can't find any record of it, but you know the things that I've read, and, and uh, you know I've some of the, uh, some of my sources. Like, I read there's a book called Mister New Orleans that I like a lot, and it was written by a guy. I would describe him as a French court of character, and he was a notorious pimp. From all the way from the 1950s up until like the 2000s. Um, and he was actually one of the enforcers for Marcelo. Um, he was involved with Sam Saya in like the gaming and then he got into the prostitution side of it. But um, 
the funny thing about that book was that like right after it got published, somebody showed up at his house and just shot him in the head, killed him. This was, this was like literally 10 years ago. Hmm. Holy Somebody's shit. a weird like thing to call yourself by in third person. What's that? Sorry, I'm saying you got suicided. Oh yeah, I didn't phrase, I didn't phrase that right. What did? Oh. What did? Uh, <laughs> what did? Uh, what would you say that pimp's name was? Um. So he he went by the name of Frenchy, Frenchy Brulette. Yeah, Frenchy Brulette. I'm. I just. I was curious because I want to look that up later. Not Brulette. Yeah, Frenchy well, Brulette. You can you can look it up. It's um. And he was a French quarter character for years. And basically, that was his thing. He grew up in rural Louisiana. And he came in wanting to be part of this whole thing. And, and he was kind of a fuck up. And uh, he stole his brother's motorcycle, drove into the French quarter, and became like, uh, well, first he was a bodybuilder. But then he uh, um, he found his way in with the Marcelo family. And him and Carlos were like, you know, um, what do you say? Like kindred spirits? Like they were two very similar people like big guys that were real tough and kind of cold. And, uh, yeah, he, he was a fighter. He, he worked for Marcelo's guys. Uh, the boxing thing was kind of a racket and, uh, that was RFK's thing. He was going after, um, rackets and, and, uh, um, you know, all of these sort of, uh, what's the word? The, uh, um, um, you know, going after all of these money laundering schemes, basically. And uh, so Marcelo and RFK became enemies from the start. You know, and uh, that became, there was bad blood there. One of the first things that he did, um, you know, was go after all of those different things. And they targeted him specifically. And in 1963, they went as far as to deport uh, Carlos Marcelo. Now, Marcelo grew up in Italy he actually grew up, sorry, in in, uh, in Louisiana, like in the New Orleans area, but he was born in Italy. And uh, so where do you think they deported him to? Not Italy. Italy? Like, Directly well, to Rome. <laughs> RFK, as a, as a fuck you to Marcelo, picked him up in a military plane and dropped him off in the jungle of Guatemala. <laughs> so that's how I can see how you can get that confused with Italy. Okay. You can see here how there was a little bit of bad blood between uh Marcello and uh you know the Kennedy administration. So at the very least, you know, you they're poking their chest, they're poking the bear. You know, that's we're a connected huge with fuck these, you. Yeah. Drop him off in Guatemala. I, that doesn't even make like if you have the power to pick somebody up in a military jet and drop them into the, the Literally the jungle from Predator. Why not just kill him? Because it's funnier yeah. to do that. And that's the main mis- <laughs> that's the main mistake that they made, right? He could have just killed him, right? They should have just disappeared him. So yeah, anyway, that's what they would do. But yeah, go ahead. But they left him alive. They dropped him off in the jungle. And uh, at that point, there was a guy named David Ferry, who, if you guys saw the JFK movie, um. He picked him up. Yeah, there's a picture of him. Uh, he was a n- notorious. Oh my god! And Ew. So the guy Frenchy <laughs> in the book that I mentioned, he was actually one of the first pimps to have male prostitutes, and one of his primary customers was David Ferry. Hey, men, know your worth. This guy looks so weird. He has like drawn-on eyebrows and the beadiest eye. He looks like like a marionette puppet is going through chemo. 
That was what homosexuals yeah. looked at looked like at the time. I mean, they were essentially <laughs> <laughs> yeah at the time. And uh, um, you know, that was one of his main customers when he when he started doing. He only started doing male prostitution because of David Ferry and like a handful of other people with it here and there. You know, but well, um, this guy definitely had to buy sex. Holy shit! Yeah, it, insane. <laughs> Um, yeah, he bought sex with men and then, uh, he went in a plane. He can he, he had a private pilot's license and he went and picked up Marcelo from the jungle of Guatemala and he brought him back like pretty soon after he was dropped off. But okay. at that point it's war between RFK and the Kennedy administration and the Marcellos, right? So, you know, you might ask, what does this have to do with the assassination? Well, you know, I'm just. Right here, I'm just setting it up here. Like, they had bad blood from the start. You know, and, and uh, Marcelo um, wasn't going to let that slide. So, year that was in 1963. 1964, Kennedy gets assassinated, right? And who killed him? It was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, Lee Harvey Allegedly. Oswald, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it, Lee Harvey Oswald's mother was connected to Marcelo. Um, she was known she was like basically uh, a local I don't want to call her a floozy but you know she was known to hook up with many of the mob folk in the area and she had dated several of the men in the, in, Mar- in the Marcello family um, in addition to that her his uncle Dutz Moret was a bookie for Marcello who worked under Sam Saya um, and you know at that point um, they had the same lawyer too that was Dean Andrews. Dean Andrews was lawyer for both uh, Carlos Marcello and for Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Wait, Harvey Oswald. Okay. Wait, what sort of legal trouble did Oswald get into? He had no reason to have that lawyer at the time. He had rep- representation because of, you know, he had issues with his citizenship and stuff. Basically, he was in the, in the Marine Corps and he had defected to Russia and he had representation through Andrews. He wasn't anybody of prominence to rate somebody like a lawyer like Dean Andrews. You know, so it, it, it begs the question, why was Dean Andrews representing Lee Harvey Oswald? Now, some would say that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was a guy that was easily manipulated. And uh, according to uh, the book that I had read, and uh, I had read in, in several other places online, that people say that... Uh, um, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald was basically like he was there for Carlos Marcelo to have a puppet to manipulate. And he manipulated him through Dean Andrews. And that was really easy for him to do because Dean Andrews had a substance abuse problem. Um, and not only that, he was financially subservient to Marcelo. So it was a very easy task. Um, but yeah, more or less, um, the Kennedy assassination takes place, and after the fact, a guy named Jack Ruby, who's a nightclub owner, also connected to Marcello, shows up, shoots him right right before they can get to trial, before he gets a word out, right? The and, very next uh, day. Yeah, it's, it, and it's over. Yeah. So if I look at all of that stuff at face value, I mean, that paints a very specific picture of what happened. And that's the end of the story. You look at it at face value. Yeah, more or less. I, I mean, um, you know, you could sit here and, you, and uh, this is the problem that I have with a lot of the other theories is like 
it's all about what happens after the fact. And if you look at what happened, you know, and part of the problem was at the time, the mafia was considered a conspiracy. Like you could not believe that the mafia was a thing unless you saw it with your own eyes. Like you were, it was uh, something, it, it was labeled with that big red conspiracy stamp. Like you weren't allowed to admit that it was real. And fucking. Back in context. That, that stamp. Is that the original conspiracy theory stamp that like, if you say anything other than Lee Har- Harvey Oswald acted alone, then you were a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So I, I mean, boomers kind of fall into one of two camps for the most part it is, um, they either believe that Lee Harvey Oswald was a lone gunman and that Jack Ruby just shot him for no reason, or they believe it was some like crazy government conspiracy. And, and so, um, I'm not saying that boomers don't believe that it was the mafia, but if you look at it at face value, I mean, that's what it looks like, right? Well, I, I feel like, okay, I, one of the reasons, okay, I get what you're saying, all of that, but the I don't know why the government would cover for Marcello if they didn't at least approve it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, they're not going to let mob bosses just take out hits on presidents especially when that's their territory kind of like they gotta (laughs) snuff that out a little bit so they're not the next one if they happen to piss off a mob boss so part part of this um the you know the reputation of carlos marcello he was very brazen like he was known to he had taken out district attorneys he had taken out you know people running the government in the city um and uh, uh, prosecutors and stuff, very prominent people he had done in the past. He was he is the character of, of a person that would uh, go as far to do something like that. So I'm not saying that for sure he did it, but what I'm saying is that if there was anybody that was going to assassinate a president, he does fit that character. I want to so so I, I want to bring I want to interject real Duke, quick. Yeah, hey, I got um, so. Three things. First of all, congratulations on becoming the new host with your new intro. Second of all, I like mm-hmm. that you're bringing diversity into the show by giving us a conspiracy that's not the same old tried and true ethnicity that we all know and love from way <laughs> out in the East. You're bringing in the Italians. Third of all, um, I was talking with my boss this week about JFK's brain, which I want to get into later. And, oh my God, yes. And so... My boss, his father was a musician. He was a guitarist who played like all over nightclubs in Dallas. One of them being Jack Ruby's nightclub. And we got to talking about that a little bit. And he said that that guy, like his dad told him that that guy was like always like connected with weird people, but like he had no idea like what he was doing, but just that he was a very strange, aggressive guy. And like, it wasn't really, like you said, it wasn't really known like what the mafia was back then like it was a conspiracy theory but it was really interesting to see like that history like not too far away from home from my perspective yeah what i've read about jack ruby is that he is very much a the character of somebody that was involved with the mob at the time now i'm not saying that for sure that was what motivated him but what i'm saying is that um it adds up you know and so like everybody's connected to the mob like it feels like the hit was carried out by the mob i just don't I feel like LBJ like signed off on it very quickly. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm I'm not I'm not going as far to say that that for sure didn't happen. But what I'm saying is that you know 
if the mob was to set up a hit, it would it would probably look something like what it did, you know. And uh, it, it, it was very out in the open. Yeah, but at that point, you know, we're talking like several le- levels deep into you know who inspired what, and, and that's always possible, you know, especially with the government. Like they usually aren't, you know, the government's not just going to shoot somebody in the head in the street typically, you know, but um. So if you look at it as like the mob was an easy way to shield themselves, I think that conversely, you know, some of the information that came out afterwards maybe muddied the waters for it being the mob. But also, I think that maybe possibly what was going on at the time was there was kind of a power struggle amongst the different families to kind of control some portion of the seat of government in the federal level. So I want to toss it over to Cabbage in a Mm -hmm. moment and (laughs) he's busy studying (laughs) i want to talk i want to toss it to him because i know he's got a lot of notes on it but the one thing i want to add is i i think it's not necessarily a mutually exclusive it was the mob or the government wouldn't allow this because in like the past year or so some of the things i was reading on jfk was that he was interested in going after journalists as like you know being potential like leaks for espionage and he wanted to go after the federal reserve so those are two things that are definitely big no-nos when you get high up in the world and at the same time his brother is pissing off the mob something tells me that along the lines two very angry groups of people looked the other way for the other one Andy gave a giant speech two weeks before he got shot about how he needs to. We need to get rid of all secret societies. That's what I'm referring to. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think that's amongst the possibilities. I think that that's it's entirely possible that somebody turned a blind eye to something, you know. And I don't know who exactly those people are, but I I think that you know the primary thing was like the mob carried out the hit, in that it was all very straightforward from that perspective. But, I mean, the guy had direct ties to the military. You know what I mean? He had direct ties to Marcelo, yeah, but he also had direct ties to the military. You mean Oswald? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was in the military, but, I mean, a lot of people were. So. He was in military intelligence. He, yeah, he but he, as, he, as, he, um, he, he actually renounced, he renounced his citizenship before then. Which, which was also sketchy because he renounced his citizenship left to Russia for like three months and then came back. They gave him a new passport yeah. within 48 hours and they, they were like, hey, welcome home. Like, uh, yeah, was this like, what, what were the peak years of the red scare? Was that, that like wait. around the, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure America was pretty anti-communism at the anti-communist, time. Anti-communist. And also the government, he was supposed to be just like a, a, a standard, like radio operator basically. And they went and trained uh, he was, him he in was Russian. A, uh, yeah. He was, he was, a, he was a linguist in a, in a communications person. Yeah, Hold on. That, Back that up for one second. Back up for one second. military Bob. intelligence, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I, need, I need to stop for Bob. a moment. Bob, what was this about him coming? He went to Russia, defected, and then the government gave him his passport back and just said, yeah, you're fine to come home? That yeah. sounds insane. That's right? the part where I need, to, uh, I need to hear about that. Yeah. What do you know <laughs> I mean, about that? That's just like the gist of the story. Like, he, rena- he vocally renounces citizenship. Uh, and then he came back and they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Who, who what do you mean vocally? Like, is he a known person before the assassination in any regard? 
Well, I think like, well, especially like back in the sixties and stuff like that, when people were like burning draft cards out on like college campuses and stuff like that. I, I think that's oh, okay. like wor- where it came from. I don't know. Like the details. Yeah, Cause like, it's story. not like he can tweet yeah. it. Like I was like, is he, yeah. was he on network <laughs> news talking about how he like renounces citizenship? Like, what do you mean vocally? Well, cause he was also like very well known around Louisiana uh, and like the French district because he would commonly be seen in public handing out leaflets for the communist party in the area too. Like he was a very vocal supporter of the communist regime. Right. Okay. Is it just me, or is that does this this Lee Harvey of, Oswald story start seeing seeming like really grabbled? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so so it's obvious. Like the boomer narrative is like, well, he was a communist, so he killed Kennedy because he hated America, and like obviously that's stupid. You know, Retarded, but, yeah, yeah. Um. So, you know, I think that it's entirely possible that that there were people in the government that were just like, oh yeah, this guy's going to kill Kennedy. So like, let's just ignore this and like, just let it happen. The mob's going to use them. They're going to move them over here and just fucking ha- put them in this tower. And like, let's just pretend like we never saw it. Doesn't it feel like like the government and if he was, I, how hard was he going after the federal reserve, Bob? <laughs> yeah. Like what was he doing going after that? What, what, what do you, what do you mean when you say that? I don't know. I didn't say that. I'm not the one that brought. I didn't up. say that. No, you said, <laughs> who said Duke's, that? Du- Duke said that. Oh, oh, excuse me, Duke. <laughs> I was like, what? So to be clear, like my my theory pretty much starts and ends. Like I, I the part that I'm rejecting is like the multiple gunmen theory and like you know all of the shit that like all of the fuckery. Like oh the, yeah, there's a guy in the bushes that just fucking whipped out a pistol and shot him in the face or like. You know, all of that shit I'm kind of rejecting because I think that that's noise. You know, we'll get to that when we play the Zabruder film. Yeah. But you, uh, yeah, you think he was a lone gun. Like, you think it was Oswald that shot him, but he obviously was like put there by people. I think, I think it was Oswald that shot him. And I think it was primarily because of Marcelo. And I think that, you know, there could be other things at play, but I think that that's what you want so badly to be part of New Orleans lore. Come to this conclusion. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, but that's what I honestly you can't think, accept so. the fact that you're just a small town boy from Minnesota, just like Bob Dylan couldn't accept <laughs> that he's from the Iron Range. He had to move to Tennessee and change the sound of his voice. I see what's going on here. Uh, I gotta sing like this. This makes me seem more folksy. But hold on. Oh, wait. Back up. Back up. Back up. Duke Vice. Uh. So to elaborate on the Federal Reserve thing, he issued an executive order to prevent the Treasury Department um, to like prevent them from selling silver at all. Like so, it cut off their ability to sell silver because he was gonna was he gonna have like a gold and silver back currency or something like what? Were, no, we what were they selling? Were they using that to pay off debts to the Fed? Was was that the? Wait, I, I still don't understand. Um. So he wanted, um, there was an increase of demand for silver as an industrial metal, and it led to an increase in the market price of silver above the United States government's fixed price, which led to a decline in the government's excess silver reserves by over 80% in 1961. So I think he was just trying to like hold on to the silver and not let them sell it away. But still, like going after... Wait, you said the Treasury, not the Fed. Not convincing, Duke. Research that more while we talk about the Zabruder film. Yeah, man. Well, and then come back. Uh, well, circle back. I've, wait, hold on. Walt, I have one quick 
while while we're yes. on executive orders, because JFK did have an executive order that gave him absolute um, operational control over the CIA operations. So they couldn't do well, anything. That sounds worse than mine. Yeah, they couldn't do anything unless they passed it through him and he he gave them a green light specifically. And of course, they obviously resisted that bureaucratically. Uh, they would just do whatever the fuck they wanted anyway. And I think that's where like a black budget really came from on their end. They're just like, well, we'll just take it all off the books. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, another angle from the government for why JFK, why they wanted him dead. I'm going to have to look into it a bit more, but I'll tell you the first thing I found when I searched for it, because again, this was something I heard a while ago, but the top result was from PolitiFact saying, no, JFK didn't plan on ending the Federal Reserve. So, yes. Well, I'm he definitely was. (laughs) You've been Um, debunked. I have a quick question on kind of the, the relationship between the government and the Marcello family. So they, they had been extremely, contentious with them with the RFK um, you know, cracking down on all the illegal activities. But then Marcella was also uh, ordering hits on all of these public officials or, you know, a handful of them throughout the years and seemed to just, you know, get away with it. And then they didn't kill him. They just, you know, flew him to Guatemala where he got a Are you talking about the prosecutors and district attorneys and those people? Yeah. 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 Um, um, some of that happened before Kennedy was elected. So. No, no, I, yeah, but I, I mean, there would still he's still probably connected. I, I would, enough there's still with, a record there, there well, of a of a contentious relationship with Marcelo. But then, when Kennedy himself is assassinated, um, they kind of just let him off, or they don't Im- implicate him in uh, uh, Oswald's uh, actions. So, like, what what's what's going on there? It seems just there's a disconnect for me for why they wouldn't be thrown under the bus. So you're saying your, your point, the point that you're making is that why did they arrest Oswald and not Marcello? Yeah. Why, why were this so easy on the Marcello family? Especially after the like, Jack uh, Ruby hit, it's like, there's too many connections. Like that's not that hard of a fucking connection to make if you're the yeah. government. So they, they so obviously they didn't, he's connected. They didn't have any immediate evidence that tied him to where they could just immediately go and arrest him. Um, so I think what they were trying to do was set it up so that they could, use whatever uh, Oswald was going to say. They were going to extort Oswald so that he would say what they wanted him to say, and then they were going to use that to arrest Marcelo. What happened to Marcelo after all of this? How long did he live? What did he die of? Yeah, that's the question, too. Um, I believe he died in the 80s of, like, natural causes. But, okay. I mean... So, my my weird gumption about this is the fact that I can see the government allowing it to happen. I don't see the government not also going after him afterwards for it, especially like the, the underhanded nature of the CIA getting to him that way, not a full frontal above board way, like a district attorney or a prosecutor of some kind, or even like a federal court. Like, right. Well, Shouldn't I could see that. No, the, I could see that. Again? I think, I, I think that's, that's a very good argument for why the government, why some certain actors in the government may have been involved. You know, okay. because I, I think that, um, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But at the end of the day, you know, assuming that the justice system is all above board, which it's not always, but, you know, they didn't really have any evidence tying him. Like, you know, the guy that shot him was dead and that was all they had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, we've gone over that enough. We got to get to the Zabruder film. Mm-hmm. When did the Zabruder film actually come out? 
because it wasn't it way after the they killed um, Kennedy. Like a I think it, was it wasn't after. like that week. No, it was nineteen um, nineteen seventy five. I believe is when it aired on TV on public That's, television. That's I mean, the, the remastering process wasn't as sophisticated back then. You know, they had to go frame by frame. He wasn't alive when it released. Right? Some of the blood. Yeah, JFK no, was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> so Zapruder was a guy, he owned a dress shop and he had a camera so he could record these dresses. And uh, actually, initially he left it at home and they said he had to go back and get the camera and pick it up. And he got there just in time to record this, which I can understand why people would say that that's suspect, you know. Um, but when I watched this film, assuming that this is a real film, you know, like it's not, I don't see anything here. <laughs> okay. There, if you don't believe that it's real, we, then, we, then we, you can't, we can get back into that in a minute, but okay. If you don't believe that it's real, you, you can't purport to any of these fucking, well, no, I want to hear why he said he doesn't think it's real. Cabbage. You don't no, think this is real doctored. How so? Yes, please explain. <laughs> Unless you're Wait. just messing with us. Yeah, these aren't based on these aren't based off the original film. These are based off a copy. Okay, the the original like okay. when they showed the original map and they did it like in court and everything, they were doing it on the opposite side. So everything like the building was on the right-hand side. When they say that it's mirrored, that's what they mean. They just flipped it. Wait, when well, the we building say was on the right-hand side based on this map? No, the left-hand side. If you like Zapruder's standing where it says second shot. You okay. see on the map no. where it's the when second we, I get that. No, hold on. When we give directions, left hand, right hand, let's all do it in in the perspective of JFK. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm doing. The okay. right right yeah. hand of JFK. Like JFK's yeah. Yeah, right hand. Hand's making sense. Yeah. The the yes. sniper is on the right of the car. No. The yes. Back, that's what you're talking right. about. Back right. Behind him. Yeah, behind him and to the right side of the road. It's on if the you're right side of the road. road it, yeah, yeah the, the car's coming yeah. down, right? The original images that were released, like the map and shit, were facing. This was this exact photo, but completely flipped. If you took this photo why? and mirrored it, I don't know why, why. Did they do that. W wait, wouldn't that look weird with the driver on the wrong side of the car? I don't know why I mean, they like did the that. I, I don't know why, but what? like I've seen it. Yeah, that. That is a good point because the driver is on the correct side of the vehicle. For I think for the most part, correct? Yeah, what are you talking about for the flipped? Cuz driver's on the correct side. It was it was motorcade. It was a problem with the image, not the video. Does that make sense? So we're seeing a zoomed in image right here. We're not actually seeing the real video. <laughs> okay. 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 Do, do you do? You <laughs> it's filling. In I don't pixels, understand so how it's still flipped, though. I mean, I like. I love the theory now that we're watching this that the second shot, the one that where you see the spray, was just Jackie point blanking him when she <laughs> leans over to finish him <laughs> off after he got hit the first I, time. No, I would believe that more because because you know the exit wound is where the impact happened, like where where it sprays out more. And so, I was like, ask about that because. I don't know, like, 
this is a topic I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on, and I hear a lot of conflicting stuff over the years. Like as we discussed earlier, I heard something about the Federal Reserve, which may or not be true. But this is one that I'm not sure why it gets labeled in normie tier conspiracy because there's so many weird angles to this, and the bullet like entry point and like exit point is another one. Apparently, the footage is reversed. Because like, normies, is, normies see this shit and they see like, oh, it had to have been somebody shot him directly in the head from the front. But that's not what you're seeing there. The, the it's, pink it's mist the is wound. projecting from his front, right? Which means right, he would, which indicates he got shot in the back of the head. Exactly. Bob, Bob gets it. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's no way it's from the front. It doesn't make any sense. You don't. That's not how it works. Right. Where's the other hole? Where's the entrance wound then? In the like autopsy or whatever is, I, I posted the autopsy. Oh, they're terrible. I bet actually no, they fuck. They do that all the time with these autopsies. So that's why I'm. I want to hear what Cabbage is saying here because I don't necessarily think the Zabruder film is great evidence, seeing as it was one Jewish uh, shop owner who happened to die before anyone could ask him any questions, and then, uh. Then the film didn't get released for twelve years. Like that's a little odd. Like that right. gives them a little bit of time. They they let's put it this way: they faked the moon landing by then, so they can fake uh, one guy getting shot in nineteen seventy five if they're trying to put this together in a court. I'm just it like that is not a hard video to doctor. It's so grainy. I've seen better films from like fights in McDonald's. Or just a guy with like a shaky hand. <laughs> yeah, so you can see in the autopsy, he was shot in the back of the head, like slightly to the right, and then it came out the front. That I don't. That mm. autopsy doesn't. Uh, autopsies don't yeah, show I don't, that. I don't know about that. No, that's what that's yeah. what it is. He's <laughs> okay. I, well, I don't can, really. Can you, no, no, no. Hold on. Can you elaborate on that cabbage? Not reliable information. Okay. The autopsy well, photos. That's... Okay. That's what I wanted to hear more about. What about this is wrong? Because I don't know. Well, the grassy knoll theory. I think we should start with the basics of of the proposition then, because you're saying that the Zubruder film's fake, the autopsy photos are fake. Uh, he he was there was multiple gunmen. I mean, it's, it's not a completely fake. different. The original theory, so. the original was just suppressed. But you're saying it's not a reliable source of information because. Correct. They actually use the Zubruder film to establish like the, the the shots fired in sequence and the time it took, which brought into question how fast he could reload the gun also. And I think the, the, the film itself sets a precedent to start the discussion from a certain perspective. And what you're saying is that we should just ignore that entirely and start with a brand new theory. Yeah, because the entire thing well, was fucked from okay, the beginning. So, okay, and okay. I'm I'm okay with accepting that. It's just... I have no idea where to go from here. So do you have any like direction to point us in? Well, they had, there was more than one autopsy done. Um, one by the locals, one by the, the military, I believe. They were both, it was like an they were both done incorrectly. The one he came in, he didn't even have his clothes on. The other, they failed to even notate that he had an exit wound on his uh, throat. Who didn't have his clothes on? The mortician? Or the or JFK? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's not, I'm that's assuming that's JFK. Yeah. I'm assuming they stripped JFK naked. And, uh, Why would he have his clothes on for the second autopsy or yeah, whatever? I don't, I don't or even it. the first autopsy. Get the clothes off. Yeah. You can't perform an autopsy when a guy is wearing slacks so, and 
So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cabbage, you, you, you mentioned that uh, certain wounds are failed to be mentioned or misdescribed or however. What are you pointing to or how, how do we know the actual case? Like what these wounds actually were? Well, you definitely can't know because the the military doctor that did the autopsy for the military uh, burned all of his notes. Uh, those don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, there was a lot of shit that that was fucked, you know, as far as the investigation and the Warren report and all that. Um, yeah. I think that that it's it's just muddying the waters to make it so that you don't like you have to like navigate to one specific theory. I, I think it could be a lot more complicated. Like if there were families of the mob that were vying for seats of power in the government, like in, in that case, then they obviously would want to just muddy the waters as much as possible, make everything look like a crazy conspiracy. You know, the, the boomer theory is like he got shot. You know, they, they actually believe the Zapruder film and they believe that like he got shot in the front. And that's what you see when the, the big splash comes out of his head. They -hmm. believe that he got shot directly from the front. Like the grassy knoll is like directly behind Zapruder and to the right slightly. So they believe that that was the entrance. Like he's getting hit right here, but that's, impossible because if that was the case like either jackie kennedy would be hit or his head would be going this way like it wouldn't happen the way that it did if that was the case so he does slump to the to the left toward jackie i think afterwards right can you go back and play it yeah can maybe slump afterwards but yeah i mean i guess it's his head is kind of moving to the left there, I can see. But it's more like it comes out and then it through the impact of the exit wound it comes back. But I would expect her to get shot. If it was if if that was legitimately the trajectory, I would expect her to be shot. But no, because it was just JFK and the guy, the governor that was sitting directly in front of him in that three road convertible car. That yeah. looks like and the only governor has got two hit. doors, Aaron. So, so the first, the first shot goes in through like the top of his back and then it comes out of his throat. And then that's the one that hit the governor. And then the second one is in the head. And can you describe where it hit the governor? Um, it was like, governor had seven wounds. Yeah. It went through his back into his leg and into his arm. It was like several different points. It went through his back. His wrist exploded. a A low velocity rifle. Went through the back of uh, went yeah, through the back sit, of one. He was sitting one, in a way where he went through the back of one man, then kind of took a left turn and and went through his kind of the knot in his tie, and then went went through right. a car seat, and then through <laughs> the back of another man, took out about four inches of his fifth rib another exit wound into his right wrist. All right. Uh, breaking his radial bone and then into his thigh, grazing his femur. And then enough velocity still that there was an exit wound that they found a completely intact bullet on the gurney. No I get way. what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but what are you proposing? That like they just like made fake wounds in them? That doesn't make any sense. Or just lied about it. Well, Who extra witnessed bullets, this maybe? except extra for one shots. film 12 got, years later? He got well, lit what, the fuck up okay. is what I think take is what your, he's saying. <laughs> take your left arm and then put it on your right knee. 
and imagine you got shot in the back. Well, I don't think the trajectory is the issue, they, is it? They took that same Other gun. That random bend you mentioned. Uh, trials on it. Starting with shooting a bullet into a wad of cotton. The next thing they did was shot it into a goat. The third thing they did was shot it into a cadaver. And in none of those cases did it, did it do more than fracture or break a single bone. First of all, what you just described, Cabbage, is the most insane little journey I've ever heard a wound go through. Uh, is it po- not possible that they just made up those wounds? Like, how do we know that those even happened? It, that just sounds like smoke to, like, make everything more confusing. It's like Governor John Conley, who the majority of those wounds were inflicted upon, he never believed. I mean, you watch after the first shot, which he he gets up and he turns around and in the Zapruder film, you can see him. He he looks back at JFK to see what the fuck is going on. Um, yeah, but he's actually right looking shoulder. forward because it was mirrored. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> looking under the seat, blossom. He never once had any faith in the Warren Commission or anything that they were presenting. LBJ didn't either. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a lot of fuckery going on with that. I, I mean, I don't know what drives it or like, you know, what the angle They was, handed but- over the investigation to the FBI and Hoover was in charge at that time. And he has a memo before Oswald was even charged, before his name was even public. There's a memo that was presented to Hoover that said, here's a list of people that maybe would be after the president. And he has, hand- he has handwritten notes on that memo that say, it appears that minds have already been made up. So can I draw like the parallel that I would draw here is like the January 6th commission. It's another one that's done by Congress, right? And, and uh, there's just from the start, it's just all fucked up. You know, they're, they're looking at shit that just didn't even happen. And they have all these political actors that are inserting themselves that are reviewing things that just don't even fucking make sense. And their opinion all skews one way. I mean, it's kind of the same idea, right? Do you, do you think the Ashley Babbitt wound was an exit or entry wound? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, okay, this is what I want to entertain, though. What it, like... Okay, so our evidence of us, of the thing, the way we know that JFK is totally dead is because we watched it on film on a film that they made 12 years after the event that was filmed by a guy who was dead before anybody could ask him about it but hold on are you saying that he's not dead (laughs) well he would be now just from being old but or maybe actually okay uh one of the things there's actually a little theory here there was a memorial day uh i think it was memorial day or veterans day or something it was veterans day i think where Trump was congratulating this like this old guy, and people were postulating that he is uh, actually JFK. Uh, it's a guy <laughs> named Russell Pickett, and the side by sides are kind of kind of sweet. Like, you know what I see? I'm <clears throat> you guys. You, you know what I see? I'm looking at frame three twelve, the the frame just before he gets shot in the head, and all, I, all yeah. I'm looking at is Jackie Kennedy's right elbow. Oh man, that's the perfect angle. <laughs> that's dead on. No, I man. think it's in front, just underneath. That's the throat shot. Just they think that's the exit wound. That's where it came in. 
right out the head. That's why the skin's all blown back. If that if that autopsy's real, that autopsy picture, and his scalp is like blasted backwards, it's because she just kadoosh right up. Uh, point blank. What do you guys think? That's all right. right. We're looking at. <laughs> So I, I guess uh, along with this question, there must have been a bunch of eyewitnesses there during during the shooting. This this was a you know re-election re campaign event, right? So I, I figure there are a bunch of bunch of people there who can account to Kennedy being shot. And seventy five percent of people <clears throat> that were interviewed reported hearing shots coming from a slope north of the underpass. There were some people on Houston Street. That heard shots coming near. Can you pull the map back up, Bob? Says so uh, that's not the book depository direction, presumably. You, okay, where's the underpass? Sorry, say that again. That, that right the there. Bottom left corner bottom of left. the map. But that's not the grassy knoll. I mean, that's that's an extension. It's not. The, but the knoll goes all the way to it. Oh, that's true. I thought the knoll is like by the tree right there. I mean, it, the whole thing is the knoll, what though. Tree? That whole grassy patch. It's that entire slope. The important thing that isn't circled on this image is that uh, sign. That is what got in the way of the film right before the fatal shot is taken. So I, one, one way you could explain the, the whole thing about the overpass is that sound, when sound travels, if I was to shoot a gun into the overpass, where do you think the sound would hit? The part that echoes, right? The wide open piece. Yeah. It, it would kind of funnel it, that sound toward everyone though, right? Like it would be very obvious it would, it would, it would right. come from that direction. That's what I'm saying. If, if yeah. he fired from the point where you're looking at on the, on the map where it says that he fired, he would be firing into the overpass and the sound would echo back. Well, no way. How much... Uh, I'm... I think... That's enough distance that most of the sound would have attenuated. Um, so I, I don't think that's how many meters is that a big concern? Yeah, from from the book depository to the overpass, it was really close actually. From the book depository to the two hundred Kennedy was was only like a hundred meters. Yeah, yeah. So two hundred at most. So yeah, it's 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 come it's. I don't think that's a big concern. I don't think anybody would argue that he's there. able to shoot him from the from the depository, but. Um, it's like what 150 meters, 200 meters to the overpass, right? A little more than that, probably like okay. 300. No, I mean, given the scale of this map, I, I can't really tell, but well, it depends. Yeah. Is is from the book depository to the first shot 100 meters? It was like or, 90 or then it's, like 88 or something like that. So, yeah, probably 300 yeah. between three and 400 meters to the overpass, probably. So, my, my assumption at. there was three bullets that yeah, were that, shot, that's not gonna echo very much. Or it's not going to like sound like another shot came from the overpass. There were three bullets that were shot. The first one, the first two hit Kennedy, and the third one was a miss. And nobody knows where that one ended up. But my my theory is that one shot missed and went into the overpass. But even if that wasn't true, the sound would probably still travel back. Even if it just hit Kennedy, most people are standing on the map where it says second shot or third shot or first shot. Most people are standing in that area. So if that's the case the sound's going to come backwards from where it hit. Yeah. This is it's such an interesting puzzle. Like, I, I always kind of push this to the side 
And I don't know why I did, because there's, like, so many weird rabbit holes you can go down. Like, it's a mess. Like, even if this occurred nowadays, I feel like we would still have a ton of trouble, like, figuring out just what the hell went on. We wouldn't have to wait 12 plus years for a video, though. That's for sure. That's the thing for me is like, I feel like all of these little different things are like just distractions from like it it being straightforward. I I agree that that's the case, but I mean, if it's a distraction, like what is it distracting you from? Like, what is it they don't want you you to focus on? Taken a very like Epstein killed himself esque take on it. Not really though, because he's at least he's talking about the mob's actual involvement with the two people that are the alleged you know the alleged killer and then the killer of the killer with uh, oswald and ruby i would agree yeah doesn't get talked about at all like right i think not from official sources if you're put if you're pitting it against the warren commission then yeah then anything is more reasonable <laughs> right. Well, well my, my whole thing point. about the Warren Commission is like any any investigation that Congress is involved with is going to be involving political actors and it's all going to be bullshit. Always. I just want to know, okay, so Cabbage, what do you what's like your overarching like opinion on JFK's assassination then? Because I've heard what you don't agree with on Warren. I just want to know like what you think about it. Yeah, you tell us what happened like bullet point version i think we're almost out of time here give us one one little piece <laughs> of information for the listeners to to grab onto some of the people that were there who actually stopped the assassination ended up carrying out the assassination huh. what that's that's a good cliffhanger i think perfect Thank dun, you. dun 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 oh you're a, you're a natural well, want... at this stay tuned next week <laughs> what's the okay so i want to go around since we got everybody here oh man what do i think happened I, I honestly think that there are several groups of people who wanted him gone for their own personal reasons the mob obviously had a ton of reasons to do it now as far as to like who shot who and where they were like the day of that all feels like the big show Right. This is like clue for all the normies. Like, here's the grassy knoll. Here's the second shot. Here's the third shot. We did all these tests. We ran the numbers. <laughs> we shot cotton. None of that matters. N- none of that really matters. It's interesting to argue and bicker about and give your own sides for this evidence and that evidence. The governor having like the bullet go on the littlest adventure through his body just sounds <laughs> so insane to make you feel crazy. Because it's doing what it's supposed to do, keeping you from thinking about like the who, the why. Like that's all pushed to the side as we talk about the image is reversed. Like there's just so much crap in here, so much junk to get stuck in, and it doesn't really matter. It's funny. It's funny that his brain went missing, but like that doesn't <laughs> ultimately make a difference. Well, you, we didn't even talk about I'll, that. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, Part two. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. But part like, two, yeah, we're awesome at part twos. I can't wait. Ultimately, stay tuned. Three and a half months from now, we'll do a part two. Mankind is doing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what I think. Josh, so what do you think? Reminds me a lot of the, this reminds me a lot of the Bruce Lee situation where there's an argument for a number of different parties wanting him dead. 
but really the science points <laughs> I got science points towards uh, JFK just not having sweat glands. Yeah, sweating himself. Say, yeah, <laughs> right. Did he get a surgery to have his own brain removed? No, Trust the science. Say, no, um, the yeah, giggles so I, uh, got stuck in your throat before you could say it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I ruined it. I ruined it. I ruined it. I think uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of mob You've context, reached your limit question. on the talking. Questions from Shut earlier. Shut the fuck Bob, up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome my opinion uh, i have like my own at this point because there's certain bits of information that i find really interesting the one where marcelo was flown to guatemala and then he just got picked up and then flown right back uh i actually think that that was like the point that the underheaded part of the cia and the government itself uh contacted marcelo intervened in you know, it was probably like they were going to throw him out of a plane and kill him. And the CIA like intervened and was like, oh, well, let's just make him an asset to do our dirty work for us at this point. Um, and I think that was the point when Marcelo and the CIA started working together to get the assassination done. That's my take that on it. Kind now. of actually makes a little sense. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. I can see it. Saying? I was saying what Bob just said, but in <laughs> less sophisticated terms. <laughs> So, okay, my, honestly, my take is I don't know because I don't know if the only filming we have of it is real at all. That's sketchy. 12 years seems like a long time. I cannot trust government autopsies of famous people ever. Um, I just the whole thing does seem like a dog and pony show. And it like if if the Zabruder film is real. And let's, like, if the autopsy's on the up and up, the Bruder film's real. I think Wordna's scenario makes sense as far as mob involvement, but I don't think they'd do it without the government okay. And I don't think they'd leave the assassination up to just Lee Harvey Oswald in the book depository because you you wouldn't want to fuck that up. So I think there would have been probably other shooters. I can't imagine that it's just all from one guy well there would have been other opportunities too i mean this wasn't the only place he was going to go go visit before uh the re-election you know this was like a whole year before re-election yeah but you don't want a botched uh, assassination then more attempts and that gets real muddied and then you gotta you gotta have a mobster kill the key witness the day before the trial again and then it gets real suspicious I mean, it'd be pretty funny to do that. Just keep murdering them over and over. Yeah, they and over. Did. they're on suicide watch, and they still hang themselves anyways, with nothing to hang themselves from or nothing to hang themselves with. You know, shit like that happens, and it just is really obvious. Yeah, people are like <laughs> bored of it at this point. Oh, another one's dead. All right, <laughs> that's how they get people to stop asking about JFKs. They just keep yeah, they bore kill- them with it. They do it so much that people <laughs> yeah. can't even listen to it anymore. They bore them to death with citizens' assassinations. <laughs> Well, and cabbage, you, who do you, you just think there's other people that cabbage is think got, we get next week, right? It was those right wing yep. extremists. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to go over next week when we do finish this, uh, do a part two is I want to, I want to he- hear why the Warren commission was such horseshit. Cause why can I play one more, one more thing that I like? Of course. I hate you so much. All right, we're done. Thanks for listening. 
Don't tell me you don't like my show. You've got mail. What the fuck? Whatever, fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat.